I'm Sharon Betters, and this is the Daily Treasure Podcast produced by Mark Inc. Ministries. And I'm so glad you are joining us on our journey to Easter with the women of the resurrection. These women are so precious. And as we get inside their skin, they become friends to us. We see ourselves in them. And my prayer is that we will also see the glory of Jesus that they experienced in our own lives. And so today, our devotional is called, The One You Love Is Sick. And today's treasure is John eleven three. Again, the one you love is sick. Learning to articulate my ultimate identity as God's disciple, rather than as a mother, forced me to find new ways of responding to my redemption. Like the excruciating pain of learning to walk again after an injury, every step caused anguish. But my spiritual health demanded that I face the challenge. What if God's plan for me includes other losses? What did I have that could not be taken away? Jesus answered this question in his conversation with Martha when he directed her to cultivate her passion for Jehovah. Out of that passion, one day would flow service that was more than an obligation. It would be a loving response. Choosing the better part would mean responding out of wholehearted worship, not reluctant duty. Understanding her identity in Christ would change her motivation, though not necessarily her mode of service. When we meet Martha again, she is face to face with the greatest enemy of man, death. We read in John 11 that Lazarus, her brother, is dying. But this time, her message to Jesus reveals increased understanding. In her earlier encounter, she told Jesus how he should handle her sister. But this time, she does not demand a specific response. She simply says, Lord, the one you love is sick. Certainly, Martha expected and hoped that Jesus would hurry to the bedside of her brother and heal him. But her words reveal her belief in his sovereignty. Jesus, who is bound by no one's desires but God's, took his time traveling to the home of his friends. By the time he arrived, Lazarus had been in the grave for four days. What were Martha's thoughts as she awaited his arrival? My own struggles to harmonize God's character with the way he sometimes works gives me empathy for Martha. She knew Jesus loved Lazarus, but the delay did not fit her definition of love. Concealed in her grief were the pointed words Jesus had spoken to her earlier. Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Was the key to her relationship with Jesus hidden in those words? When Jesus finally arrived, Martha's belief in his sovereignty rang out in her exclamation, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Her words revealed the struggle going on inside her. She did not demand that Jesus bring her brother back to life. Instead, she expressed what she believed Jesus could do without defining what she thought he should do. Jesus dealt with the grief of the sisters by gently leading them into deeper intimacy with him. To Martha, he uttered these astonishing words in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? 
Martha's response, considering the circumstances, was also astonishing. Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. This proclamation of faith would determine Martha's reaction to future circumstances and enable her to serve him with contentment and joy. Jesus confronts each of us with the same question. Do you believe this? When I stood by my son's casket and cried, Lord, if you had been there on that highway, my son would not have died. A similar set of words echoed through my pounding head. Sharon, I was there. I am the resurrection and the life. Mark is not dead. He is alive with me. Do you believe this? My identity as a believer, a child of the King, determined my answer. But would my whispered yes push me through my anguish to a place where God could use me as a physical demonstration of His faithfulness? Even the power to whisper yes comes from intimacy with Christ, as we read in Philippians 2.13 in the Amplified Version. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for His good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. When Jesus invited Martha to enjoy intimacy with Him, He knew that future circumstances might disillusion her and tempt her to doubt His love. His previous exhortation prepared Martha to confront this doubt and reconcile it. As a result, by the time her brother died, her faithfulness was rooted in God's character, not in her circumstances or emotions. She was willing to love and serve him even when he did not do what she wanted or expected him to do. And oh, Father, thank you for how Jesus loves us so much. He not only became a man, but was also tempted in every way as we are, willingly took on our sins and died on a horrific cross, was buried, and then rose again conquering death. Remind us of his love when we are tempted to despair. Well, friends, we keep walking step by step toward Easter, and each day it's our prayer that the message of hope will come through in a way that helps turn your heart toward the cross and then to the empty tomb when we will celebrate the incredible gift of salvation that Jesus paid for with his very own life. We hope that you are being encouraged by these devotionals and we pray that you are sharing them with others. As you know, if you've been listening uh, for a while, you know that our theme this year is offering the help and hope of Jesus one person at a time. And you can do that. One person, one person who needs to be touched by the love of Jesus. And you can do that in so many ways. And we pray that you're learning some of those ways through this podcast, through this devotional. Will you help us continue to offer this devotional free of charge? For your gift of $50 or more, we would send you a thank you gift. And it's our daily treasure journal along with a daily treasure pen, which is a new addition to our collection of gifts. You just have to go to helpandhopenow.org where you can safely give. And when you're there, I would love for you to leave a comment about how God is using this ministry to touch your heart. And when you do leave a comment, we are going to put your name into a drawing for a book by Mel Lawrence, who just so happens to be our guest for our Help and Hope podcast this week, his book called A Chronicle of Grief. Just go to helpandhopenow.org where you can safely give, 
and where you can leave your comment. Thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to being with you tomorrow.